There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. And today we are talking Dirk Gently. As you know, Jess is out. She had her baby. So filling in for maternity leave, I have... From their element, one more time at least, Miss Natty Willie. Thank you for joining me again. Hello. <laughs> I might be stealing her for a couple more episodes so Jess can, like, you know, get back up to fighting and moving around because I'm sure it's a little tough with a, a wee babe. So today we're talking episode six, Girl Power. Girl Power. Yeah, I thought this was an interesting. Um name for the episode considering what happened yes well it's kind of funny well you know what before you even jump into it let me give this because a lot of ish happened yeah all right let me give the little synopsis and then i'll i'll tell you why i said think funny um as we grow closer to an answer about the case and the identity of the boy our villains converge to stop our heroes with shocking outcomes i say funny because we see Susie in this episode, and she's actually wearing a shirt that says "Girl Power." So it's like, yeah. okay, I think that's the that only time. Is yeah, and she's been wearing these shirts that you know it it, it has these sayings on it that have just been interesting to me. <laughs> it's like, don't make me use my superpowers, and then we find out that she can use magic or the wand, and right. then like, yeah, yeah, it goes on, and on. I think this is the only time though we've actually seen like the title of the show actually <laughs> on somebody's clothes. Yeah, I think so. So we start, well, we don't have a date, but it's it seems pretty far back because we have a, a young couple in old truck entering Bergsburg. This is the Cardenas, let's be for real. Well, yeah. And then we hear a ship's horn. And it's weird because they're like, wait, is that a ship's horn? Because there's no water close. And then we suddenly see a bright light and a boom. And they go over to it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so very Superman right here. Because we see the ship, though, the infant male Pollock Francis, and suddenly we hear a baby crying. I'm like, did the baby arrive in the boat? I believe that's what and they're implying. the name of the boat. <laughs> Which makes me think that the baby is, in fact, the Cardenas's child, that it wasn't their actual child that it somehow came very supernatural like which is why he was able to call up stuff maybe he's always been um maybe he thought Windermore was fake but really maybe he was born there and he got sent to earth and he's like maybe like what you call like a prophet and so his drawings are really just like prophecy interesting Hmm. And the plot thickens. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, we do go back to the concert site for about a half minute. And we see Scott, and he's sees his mom, and he's apologizing. And Susie is just, like, covered with 
she's covered with everything. I don't even know what it is, but probably not so good. And she turns him into a frog. Now, I'm sorry, but when your son comes, calls, uh, like, apologize to you like that, like, it's like he had an epiphany, which indirectly was caused by your spell. I mean, it's like you have a reason why he was hating on you. Well, it was interesting, too, because he's like, I always felt like you didn't want me and I was a burden. So it's like, oh, 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 I'm like, damn it. I don't want Scott to be the boy. Right. It's like light bulb. Things seem to change a lot and makes me wonder then, you know, I mean, we already know that Bob was kind of an ass. Yeah, Bob was an ass. So was that oh, even their okay. child? I know you probably haven't been to that. You're not you haven't gotten to that scene yet, but I was tripping out when the mage was putting pin like the pins <laughs> literally on his on his face. On and I'm face. just like, are you serious right now? Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was actually right at the I'm end. Like, that like, that, like, I'm glad he's, like, out of it because I feel like he would be really freaking out right now. Like, because those, those are like they hurt. Yeah, well, you poked your finger before. I'm sure it hurts. Yeah. They could pierce your own ear with one. I don't know. Probably not the best thing. But, uh, yeah, what if now? Here's the big what if. Could Scott then actually be the boy? And could the dark wizard or mage or whatever be Susie instead because she seems to have gone dark pretty quick especially yeah, in this episode even though her reasoning is like totally whack so I don't know here things change again even from last episode we were talking okay could in fact Susie then be the witch and the mage end up being her apprentice which yeah, would be really but weird he's, but he's not Okay, yes, that could be the case, but the thing is, he if he hadn't met her, where would she have gotten <laughs> magic? See, this is what... Well, I know, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. These things. Like, it, it's one thing if she always had that book with her, but she just happened to have it. In fact, I feel like the mage in, in indirectly chose her when he first met her see i don't know things are so weird because it does come out in this episode that why did the prophecy even start why are you here well it starts when the apprentice is found and you know Susie being hurt and everything in the beginning and having a lot of anger and then the way she ends up at the end of this, because I'll tell you, at one point, she sounds possessed. Yeah. Maybe it was just weird and things are kind of mixed up in the way that it's playing out. And I mean, like, Susie could ultimately have had this power all along, much like Amanda, and nothing was actually touched on until somebody from Windemore, like, opened mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. So, or some other weird thing happened to right. her. So who knows? It's really strange. Yeah. But let's have freaking freak out. Uh, I do not like this guy. And that, I never again, did like I thought he was an idiot. But then, yes. oh my gosh, he really tipped it over for me when he shot Homeboy from last year. Ooh, Neil Brown Jr., uh, the detective, mm-hmm. for no reason. Like, you could have had it. Oh, ooh. 
I'm telling you, this guy is probably like the nicest guy. He could be like genius level, but he's playing stupid so well. Oh yeah, he was in. You know, it was funny. I was watching the Messengers. I think it was the movie, the movie with Messengers with uh, Kristen Stewart, mm-hmm. and he was in it. He was like her love interest, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's freaking. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like you, it's like I remember watching that movie a long time ago, and it's like it didn't even. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And now I know why. He's he's so weird. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, he did something don't get smart. It twisted. Like if I met, you know, Dustin Mulligan who plays Freakin, I'd be wanting to shake his hand because I hate his character so much. But I'm sure he's like an awesome guy in person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Great actor because you hate the character so much and. Obviously, people know that you need to separate it, much like with poor, oh, what's his name, Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Like, people were th- sending him death threats. And yeah, it's happened no, with it's, a lot of people. Serious. You know, with Game of Thrones, with Walking Dead, with, you know, all of these kind of shows, you have a great actor playing somebody that you absolutely hate, but you have to realize that is is just the actor, and mm-hmm. what they're doing is obviously acting and that's what makes this so believable and so great because if you didn't believe that he was acting that stupid and just did not have a thought in his head like would you really be into it i don't know that's why i love this and at least he did something smart even though he'd been doing something stupid this whole time that he had an assistant whose name was actually assistant so that wasn't his assistant (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because he's yelling at the guy, and he's like, every time I leave you in charge, somebody disappears. And he's the guy's like, I wasn't in charge. And, you know, the whole back and forth. He's like, what? Wait, that's your name? And you just had a facepalm moment. In fact, I think I double facepalmed because it's like, oh, God. You know what? Just kind of shaking your head. Name. No, 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 no. In fact, I kind of give freaking this one because because of the man's name, I would be getting confused. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, that was kind of rough. And I guess I can see that, but it's... You had to stop, and you're like, are are you serious right now? Are you serious right now? (laughs) So that was funny. But he does do a smart thing, because he's like, there's only one smart person in this whole place. And he goes and gets Ken and Rapunzel. Yay! Yay, and they're finally in a room. Yes. He can take a shower. He can get rid of that beard. Oh, my God. And that's what he does. I mean, he's like... In a bed. Enjoying oh enjoying the fact he goes in a room. Yes, there's a bed. He's like, oh, kind of lays out. I oh, think he was probably happy standing. In the first place. I just, I don't understand. I think he was he was happy just standing for a minute, not being stuck in that cab. And then look, no, oh, there's yeah. a crazy no, amount no, no, of I'm computers. I just don't understand why they put him, have him stuck in a cab in the first place like that. That because just didn't make Friedkin sense. Friedkin thought it was all part of his power or something, and somehow the dog Such was an connected. Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> we've covered that I part. <laughs> I know, but it just it just makes him more idiotic because I'm like, wait, so if Bart was with him, y'all, y'all just would have kept him in there, right? Well, uh, no, she would have had to been basically in a room that had absolutely nothing, like a padded cell, because anything well, could I mean, have happened. She can't, be, she can't be locked up, though. Well, that's true. So I guess it's better that she's not there, because Friedkin probably wouldn't even be alive. True. Which, I, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go past that. We won't talk about that moment. But Ken is just enjoying, like, going, he's still captured, but he's enjoying what's happening to him now. 
the shower, <laughs> the shave. And I, I wanted to see a moment where he just was giving the dog a bath, too. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Because the dog's still sitting there like, uh, can you do something here? <laughs> just a little bit. Hose me down. I was seeing Rapunzel eat some food. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some kibble or something. <laughs> I want to see, like, a little uh, Wet treadmill for her or something so she can kind of run. And yeah, let me tell you, right, the corgis, when we seen them at New York Comic Con, I thought they were so adorable. Oh, they were adorable. Uh, I don't butts. think they did it this year. I think that was just for their first year. Yeah, I think bringing you're right. Out the corgis. Um, I think they brought the one. I think they brought, and I've, I'm totally blanking on the dog's name that actually plays Rapunzel. I think they brought that dog for the uh, the panel, but that was it. Oh, they did. I, I, I must have missed that believe part. Believe so. I could be wrong. I thought I seen. I must the have picture. missed that part. I I don't recall seeing that from the live stream. I could be wrong. Maybe it was at something else that they had the dog. I've seen a corgi somewhere. Okay. But then again, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of dog Con. stuff. It wasn't at Comic Con because oh, I was okay. at the panel. There's, I like a lot of dog stuff on Facebook. It could be anything. But anyway, let's come back here. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah, sorry. Uh, because here's your moment. Todd and Farrah waking up together. Snuggling, half-dressed, okay. glitter. Like, again, we still don't know what exactly happened the night before. Well, we I think it's a really he implied. Has, he has pants on. She doesn't. So is this just another make-out session? Well, when you have Deputy Tina waking up with a whole slew of people, <laughs> and then we do this get a little bit more because Dirk wakes up in Bart's cell. With a, with a chick, though, so. There was, like, what, 15 people in there because Bart and Dirk wake up. next a woman. That's true. <laughs> and uh, Bart is explaining what happened. He's like, you guys are all kissing on people and grabbing each other's butt. <laughs> and Dirk's like freaked out that he's in the the cell with her, and she's like, "Ah, oh, are you afraid of me again? Are you back to this?" And I love it because he's like, "Oh, forever! You tried to kill me." And Bart just kind of serious looking at him. Do you even know what you are? And I thought that was kind of weird because you have Dirk sitting there like, uh, "Right now, I'm deathly afraid of you." And then, of course, when he walks out and he sees the aftermath of the loving you know <laughs> i can see him being kind of freaked out because he's like holy crap i woke up with bart what does this mean yeah true i i'm i'm kind of wondering that myself even though she's not exactly completely clean so that's kind of weird i don't unless think they just, made out unless he just talked to her like i could totally see him just talking to her and then like being knocked out yeah that's what i'm thinking honestly happened but um, again he lost his leather jacket because he's in a weird pink fur pink thing it's like what <laughs> and is then he that freaks out again i think later on when he's like look i found the boy case clothes oh gosh I'm that done. was hilarious his little uh, i'm gonna point at the boy look right there and then snaps and then and i'm gonna do it again and this is gonna that be my thing it was tripping me out i'm like oh god he was hilarious stop. though stop <laughs> Because he was, like, almost giddy. Like, I've done it. I've figured it out. It's all over. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm, but is it? Is it really? I don't think so. Why do I say that? Because you have Susie and the mage together. And, you know, of course, she's apologizing. And 
she's like, okay, Dirk got away, but he, you know, I'll take care of this. And the mage is like, it's over. You don't understand. Look at this. These drawings. It shows that I am not supposed to be winning. And Susie about flipped, like... Yeah, she was like, I don't, I didn't go through all this just so you could give up. I'm going to take care of it. You just, you just, if you want to be all defeating, defeatist and all that, uh, you be that. I'm going to do what I need to do. Right, especially when, (laughs) and this is where I'm saying she sounds like she's possessed because as she's getting madder, you hear her say, no, you told me I was going to be a queen and her voice was changing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, if you're going to be a queen, you're going to be an evil queen. Like, this is not going to be a good thing. This is why I'm thinking roles may have changed. And it all depends on what perspective you're looking at the prophecy from. You never know. Dirk does say that he's figured something out. And this was, of course, before his total freakout. Which, I've done it! Ah, the Cardenas give. I solved the case. Blah, blah, blah. The panic attack-ish. You know, he's like, wait, Susie's the apprentice from the prophecy. So, let's figure this out. And, of course, you know, talking to Pantos helps a lot because he tells them the prophecy again because that's not something that they were thinking about. Dirk was mm-hmm. so focused on finding the boy. Which is what Mona said. Right. So he's focused on that and even though things are kind of falling in his lap, he's not thinking about the prophecy. And Todd, of course, is all like, I'm team Pancho. <laughs> oh, and Pantos is like, uh, it's Pantos. It's like, oh, sorry. But listen to him. You have a weird dude from another realm, dimension, world, who knows, whatever, you know, label you want to slap on it. Mm-hmm. But it's connected to the mural, which is connected to the Cardenas boy, who's now a man. Mm-hmm. And then everything on it is connected to weird things. So this is why everything's connected. It's holistic. And yep. Jerk freaking out is not making me feel better. Him going from gloom and doom to almost a panic attack to super up, and it was crazy the way he was acting. It's like, this doesn't make me feel better, and it sounds even worse when they call Susie, and, you know, they're trying to say they have her kid, and she's like, why are you lying? And then crazy sounding, I'm going to kill you all. It's like, okay, Okay, this got ramped up a little bit. I'm thinking these are bad things because Susie and her magic wand and who knows how much she's read and understood from that book. Who duct tapes her hand, by the way? Yes, to the wand because she didn't want to lose it again. Nope. But I, I was like, holy crap, this is getting really bad really fast. And obviously after that phone call... And Dirk's freak out and panic attack. You know, they're like, we have to get to Arnold and find out all the information we can. And Dirk is like, this is not good. This is bad. I don't know if I should find him again, but kind of like, all right, we can do this. So he was kind of on the fence. They were thinking about going back to Cardenas because that's when they found out, like, about the shootout at the hotel oh yes this is when all the voicemails come in was missing so then he was like no let's the the thing that we do know is that arnold is in the hospital let's just question him right right 
Because they were going to go to the house. I don't know how I missed that. I mean, I knew it. I just kind of skipped that. And because of his panic attacking, he wanted to do it, you know, normal, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, He thought he wanted to do it normal. And so... Does it work for him, though? They went to the hospital. And then we get to see Ken and Friedkin. And Ken kind of in his element in front of all the computers and looking at stuff. And, you know, he's like, wow, there's a lot of errors here. You did a lot of things wrong. And Friedkin's like, I know. You don't need to rehash it. Thanks, Friedkin. (laughs) We know you screwed up. But when Ken's like, do you even know how any of this works? And he's like, no, I don't know. It's like, well, that's pretty obvious, guy. Because... Ken trying to say, hey, have priests follow the police cars and see where they are. And Friedkin's just like, why? That doesn't make any sense. He's like, because it's all connected. And then he kind of stops before he actually finishes that statement. Right. (laughs) And it was just really interesting because Ken almost seemed like, okay, yes, he's in his element. But then he's like, oh, I'm going to need higher clearance to help you. And, you know, Friedkin's like, yes, I'll take care of it. And then it's kind of coming around where it seemed like Ken was really cool with almost being in charge with Blackwing. I just, I feel like I don't know if they're going to go that route, but I wouldn't mind if they go that route because this could be a whole, like, thing with him and Bart. Like, I feel like... Because Freakin's just an idiot. Yeah. And you know what was interesting to me? I feel like it's weird that we haven't seen, you know, the people that were in charge that actually hired Freakin. Um, because he keeps growing up, especially since, you know, Incubus all escaped and Icarus escaped. So it's kind of like... Well, do you really think he reported that to the higher-ups? True. So maybe nobody has known that yet. And we didn't get any of the higher-ups really until later in the season, first season. Yeah, but they were still, like, aware of what was going on, too. But, again, considering how much of an idiot Freakin' is, and he's not that much of an idiot that he would tell people that he's an idiot. So, I mean, (laughs) He he's 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 a little smart in that regard. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's just not being reported. Whereas last season, the you know guy in charge was, was reporting too everything. Hard, too honest. Yeah, really. So especially like, do you want to tell them that priest is in charge and kind of out of, out there and almost out of control? Yeah, I mean, because he was like Ken was like, dude, you let a uh, priest take his own people? Right? Like, are you crazy? He's like, I know, I screwed up. But what worries me about Ken was the fact that he was like, I don't care about the accessories. And I'm like, but you know who the accessories are, Ken. Right. Because... So what the hell? Yes. Don't, don't let this get to your head already. Right. That's <laughs> what was starting to worry me. Like, if he's enjoying this to the point where he's going to be in charge of Blackwing. Because he does send priests to the sheriff's station. Station. I yeah. can't talk. Yeah. And he talks to Priest. He's like, um, update. And all of a sudden, Priest is like, wait a minute. This isn't Friedkin. And Ken's like, update, please. You know, after Friedkin's trying to be like, oh, no, he's cool. Don't worry about it. Shut up, Friedkin. Just shush. Zip it. 
the grown-ups are talking. That's pretty much how I felt was right. what was happening. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> I definitely had that vibe as well. I was like, yeah. And yeah, just like you said, you know, he tells them, okay, because the gang is leaving, they go to the hospital, priest follows, and he's like, your mission is to get Icarus, which is Dirk. Mm-hmm. And when priest is like well what about the collateral he's like um your mission is icarus so it's kind of scary it's like okay does that mean that ken can just kill them right ken's almost going dark side here yeah i just considering well fair did kick his ass but i mean i just it just seems weird to me that he wasn't considering how much he saw in last season, it just seemed a little weird to me. But right. that's just me. That's why I'm like... But he didn't see mm-hmm. much either. Let's be for real. Because uh, Bart's objective was to get to Dirt. Right. And he does. It's not like he really knows them. So... And and how, how connected they are to Dirt. He could have... I, I don't know. He may be assuming that Todd is off doing his own thing and Fair is doing her own thing. Like, that was a one-time thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just hoping he doesn't go dark side. Like, all the but way. at the same time, he would know from the reports that they're also after Todd and Farrah. And you would think so that by now it's been at least given to Friedkin because, obviously, he's Ken's reading the reports mm-hmm. that, you know, they're with Dirk. So... Yeah, that, yeah, again, that seems a little weird to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, all they can do is wait and see what happens. Let's okay. go back to Windermore. Sorry, we, we went off a tangent. Again, <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. <laughs> yes, because we talk about it like super in depth. And uh, sometimes Jess always has to pull me back. So, unfortunately, she's not here to pull both of us back. So. Yeah, she can't pull both of us back. So. <laughs> Let's go to Windermore, though. We have Martin and Amanda talking, and Vogel, of course, freaking out that they're on Mars, and the little Martians are are touching him again. And she has to say, we are not on Mars. We're in Windermore. Those little colorful kids are not Martians. And And Cross and What's-His-Face were like, no, they're Canadians. And I was dying. (laughs) We're not in Canada. Are you sure? Because we're in the woods. That's Canada. (laughs) Because obviously there's no woods anywhere else. Except Canada. Except for in Canada. <laughs> but uh, Martin and Amanda, obviously Martin is the ones with all the brains in this group. <laughs> because he's intelligent and he's talked to him. I mean, the first season we didn't have him talking a whole lot. Yeah, but he, he, he seemed he always like the leader thoughtful. of them anyway. So it, it seemed like he had at least a little bit of a brain. Which, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I wouldn't have minded all of them to have brains. Like, I didn't... I, it, it's I like the other one's kind of crazy. Like super smart. Right. Cross seems like almost there, but not quite. And then um, the other guy is just like, eh. And Vogel has his moments, but again, it's kind of like he's a little too innocent. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that's like because of how warped their brains are. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, first season, Martin Tangent. was very, yeah. he was very <laughs> thoughtful. And then this this season, I mean, he's talking, you can tell he's intelligent, and he's telling Amanda, you know, you're in charge. He wants to know how she did it, and she's like, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, you're in charge. You need to to go learn how to use this, because that's what you want to do, right? And she's like, well, yeah, but don't you want to go home? And he's like, 
we're here for you. And it's time for you to do what you need to do. You need to learn how to do this. If that's going to help you control your, he obviously doesn't say this out, you know, in so many words, but you need to know how to control your episodes. So we're not the only ones that are helping you with it. So you need to learn from this witch. Do you do you. We will take care of us, you know, the rest of us and be here for what you need. And I really liked that he did that because I think that was one of the first times that Amanda has had somebody really like a hundred percent believe in her and that she knew yeah. what she was doing. Yeah. And and I just really like that because you know, I think I that like gave that. her the confidence to be like, Okay, maybe I can learn how to do this. And you know, she's in with the witch at, <laughs> at the water training, which just seems weird. But this is when I, I was kind of like, what happened? What's going on? Because, you know, the witch is like, you know, you need to separate yourself. I can't see into your world because I made a friend that helps me see through their eyes. Is that Mona or is that somebody else? I feel like that's Mona, but it could also very well be Amanda and she just didn't realize it. Right. Like she doesn't say it. she's kind of cryptic. Yeah. And later, you know, when we have her have an attack and she's like, there's a knife in my hand. And she just keeps saying, separate the vision from yourself. Your body is just bone and flesh and blood. And she ends up pulling the knife out of her hand and she ends her vision. But the knife is now a reality. Mm -hmm. Which this is where I'm starting to think with the prophecy. Oh, my gosh. Because she starts seeing visions, yeah, and she sees herself in that split second. No, she doesn't say it. But if you noticed in that vision, it looked like Amanda in all black and, like, beating something. But it could have been Susie because it was mm -hmm. so fast and I didn't pause it. I'm like, what if she's the witch then? Or the witch is, you know, the big bad here and Amanda is unbeknownst to her, her apprentice. Mm -hmm. So things could be getting really weird. And we're in episode six, so really turning everything on, on its head right now would mess me up, like, no joke. Because <laughs> I don't is know this, where we're going. Uh, I can't remember. Is this um, ten episodes or twelve episodes? I th thought it was only ten. But, again, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way they start doing these, it's like, oh, my gosh, it gets so exciting when we get more episodes. But I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's only 10 episodes this season. So it being only 10, what does this mean with episode six getting something where it could be this, it could be that? You know, this is, again, a what if scenario. Yeah. Oh, man. So when Amanda comes out of the, I don't know, her training, we're going to just leave it at that, you know, because she had seen an army and all this crazy dark vision. She sees Dirk. She sees um, an, a large army, and the witch is like, evil will win and everyone will die. And she kind I'm of like, that's, seemed... That's great. That's great to know. Right. Thanks. It's like, this seems real ominous, but you didn't seem real upset about it either, saying it. Which, again, just 
adds to my tinfoil hat theory. But she sends the Rowdy three to go use their weird psychic sniffing. Okay, weird way to call it. To go see if there is an army coming. So mm-hmm. that's all we see of them this episode then. But we're going to come back into the now and talk about the Scooby gang over at the hospital. And suddenly, because Pharaoh was really well, you know, she thinks on her feet because they ran into another officer who was from a different town, kind of making yeah, fun of or- Tina, but finds yeah, out about the gun shipment. Yeah, the same gun shipment that disappeared to Windermore. And this is why I'm kind of wondering if there's a time compression, because we've seen the guns in Windermore previously, or was this just a new shipment? My guess is it's a new shipment. Okay. We we saw, like, the first, I guess, my guess is we saw the first set um, a few episodes ago. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was almost like a time crunch where... Like, we're just seeing on our side what had happened and, you know, like, in Windermore, maybe the time difference somehow. Because, you know, not everything is the same. You read books and, you know, things run in fairy much different than in the real world. So who knows? But we find out that this is happening. So this could have been happening for a while. Mm-hmm. Who's bringing them through? This is why I'm like, okay, the water, which Todd was right. The water spot does mean something. It's how it's yep. the portal. Yep. But who is helping them get through the portal? Is it just the mage? Is it somebody else? I don't know. I feel like there's got to be more than just one individual person. Mostly because I trust nothing anymore. True. <laughs> Too many shows have made me like not trust that one thing is happening (laughs) and that's it. But uh, we do find out a little bit more from Arnold. We find out about his childhood and his parents were fighting a lot and Windermore was supposed to be a safe haven for him. Which, what we see in the beginning, if he came from Windermore, why would they send him away? Was it a way to save him and save Windermore? Mm -hmm. So, questions, questions. And only four more episodes for them to answer everything. I feel like BBC does a really good job answering these questions, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be freaked out for the next few episodes. <laughs> of course. Just say that. Especially when we have Susie show up at the hospital, and she's just, like, killing people left and right, throwing these shapes, yeah, and it's like, whoa. Poor, poor policeman got killed. Oh, the nurse has, like, a giant, what, square that like took her out it's like holy cow yeah I, and it's interesting how it's like shapes and colors <laughs> and it's like girl power this episode but she uses shapes and colors to kill people right and so she went totally over to the dark side here and yeah like she went like damn. not by accident this was all on purpose she's killing these people and it was really weird because you have sarah i'm sorry sarah shoot her and she healed herself. She was blocking all the ones that Tina was shooting at her, and then Farrah managed to get through. And she just healed herself. Fortunately, like, Farrah, uh, Tina didn't get shot. Yes. But <laughs> Tina is now locked in a utility room because she just missed getting hit by a shape that would have killed her, but it's now, like, wedged locked into, the, into door. the door. Yeah. So I think Tina's kind of out for at least 
an episode. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I'm just glad that she's alive. Yes, that's true. I am too. I was really hoping they didn't kill her. I was like, don't, don't kill her after you did something to Hobbs. Like, I can't. <laughs> but someone's got to survive. Darn it. <laughs> but we have, we have priest updating Ken and Freakin. Like, okay, some weird stuff is happening right now. And it's like, okay. And he shoots her. He actually comes to the rest. Oh, man. He lit her up. Lit her up. Yeah, he lit her up, and she still escaped. Well, because she goes flying out the window with all the, you know, bullet wounds. And there was blood because he looks out the window, and he's like, oh, she's not there. And I loved it because at one point he's like, oh, I miss Darkwing or Blackwing (laughs) because of all this weird stuff happening. But she ended up, before that, she killed Arnold. I couldn't believe it that that happened. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Where did Arnold go? Why was he not in his chair? Right, he got up, I guess. And, yeah, I couldn't believe that that happened. I was really shocked. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. I'm like, damn it, now what? But because (laughs) our gang sees that happen, Dirk is suddenly super sullen because it's like, oh, my gosh, he died. And I didn't I didn't solve the case or I solved it and I screwed it up. But, you know, and and you know what he's thinking, right? If I had just let them go to the Cardenas when they asked me to, I insisted on going to the hospital. Yeah, she would have never found him. Yeah. Because he's like, well, she was after me, but I got Arnold killed. So. Yeah, he's, you know, they kind of shove him in a car and they take off and he's like just back there. And I can't just say moping because obviously somebody died because of what he thought they should do. Mm-hmm. So he is like guilt ridden is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. But as they're getting away, you know, Todd's like, we have to go back to the house. We have to get to Windermore. I have to save my sister. That's where I seen her. Even though Farrah doesn't believe that he actually seen her, she trusts him enough to go to the house. And, you know, we cut away from them for a minute, and we have Pantos telling Bart, you know, they left us food because they know they might die. And I might die. And I need to go back to Windermore, and I need to help save my people somehow. And he's like, you can come with me to Windermore. And Bart's just like, what? And we just leave it with Bart's very confused face, like, do I do this or do I not? Yeah, because for the longest time, she has just let fate decide. And it's like she started taking baby steps, but this is like a major step for her. This is a huge step. Like, she is deciding, because, yeah, with him saying, you know, do you want to leave it all up to fate and the universe, or do you want to, you know, do something? Which I almost feel like if she actually makes this decision, she's basically going to go across and end up on, like, Dirk's side of the fence. Where, like, she makes decisions not realizing that the universe is putting her where she needs to be. Where before, she was just really just kind of wherever, Mm-hmm. So I again and, four episodes. Where are we gonna find let's, out? Let's, yeah, let's be for real. She's the one that kept Susie alive, even though she was saying, "It seems like I should kill you." Right. And had she done that, would any of this even taken place? I mean, yep. Or would the universe have corrected itself? Sometimes taking, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yes, it's interesting. I guess we'll find out. 
Uh, but we're at the Cardenas house. We have priest followed them. So Todd gets Dirk inside. They go to the room. And Farrah's going to face off against Priest. And, of course, he's talking smack as he walks up. And Farrah's like, oh, well, I guess violence may be the answer. And she goes to hit him and misses. And then Priest just knocked her out. I'm like, I'm like in shock because I'm like, dang, you ain't let her get no licks. Right. You didn't even let her, like, give her, like, a fighting chance. Like, fake it. Let her hit your shoulder. But at the same time, I'm glad she's just knocked out because... I was worried. I was like, please don't let her, do not let them kill Farrah. Right, because like, he seems to kill so everybody. Bad. I'm like, I'm already bad about homeboy from season one. <laughs> and you just killed, you just did something to my boy Hobbs, even though we haven't seen a body yet. So I'm saying, if you don't see <laughs> a body, now, don't believe it. Now you're trying to kill Farrah? Like, I just, I, I need, I need a break here, guys. I need, <laughs> y'all doing too much to me right now. So she's, she's knocked out. And I'm glad, yeah, just like you, that she's at least, she's laid out because there's always a chance then. Yes. She, <laughs> and, you know, Dirk is super sad. They're in the room with the mural, and he's not helping Todd. And Todd's like, you know, you're the one who always finds the weird levers and doorknobs and weird stuff happening. And <laughs> Todd is not doing very good because he's like, oh, wait, he fell, so maybe I just need to fall on the bed. And he does, it's like plop not happening no, no. oh no, no not happening he tries to run into the wall right oh it's through the mural pop it's like you're gonna knock yourself out and it's weird because priest is in the house and calling to jerk saying people are have died because of you and he starts calling him by a different name which is actually the name from the book he doesn't call him gently and i'm don't have the book with me because i lent it to jess for now and he's calling him the name that Dirk actually was in the book because Dirk went by a different name originally and then oh, changed really? his name because of something that happened at school. Mm. So it was weird because then Dirk just crawls up on the bed and he's almost like ready to, you know, go straight fetal position, thumb in mouth because he's like, maybe I deserve it. I should go back. And as, you know, we have priest taunting him, Mm-hmm. You have Todd still trying to find a way to Windermore. And, you know, priests on the other side of the door are like, oh, no, a closed door. Whatever shall I do? <laughs> and Todd all of a sudden, like, you know, light bulb moments. Eureka. Yes. There's a wet spot on the other side where the bed folds up. And he's like, wait, he came through the wet spot. It didn't happen. He didn't fall on the bed. He came through, fell off, and then the bed closed back up. It's like, we need the bed to close. So he jumps on the bed, and they, you know, poor Dirk. Struggle. Yeah, because Dirk's still like, <sighs> um, poor me. And he kind of moves, and the bed kind of goes up a little. It's like, oh, yes, these Murphy beds fold up into the wall. Well, we need it to fold up in, but we need to be together, because otherwise we're going to get separated, which is bad. And Priest is yeah. going to come in and get one of them. So they keep kind of like trying to flip it up and manage to get it to go up into the wall. Now, we're assuming they go through the portal. But who knows? They could just be trapped in between the wall and the bed at this point. Upside down, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, now I'm worried about Farah. I mean, she's alive right now. But, I mean, what if 
he takes her to Blackwing? Like, what is, or is Priest just going to kill her? Like, I'm hoping that he at least talks to Ken and hopefully it triggers something in Ken and hopefully be like, oh, no, never mind. Don't, don't mess with her. Like, I just. Well, he does get into the room and he says, I need, what was it? Uh, a team to seal off this area. So maybe at this point while he's inside screwing around, Farrah can get up and, I don't know, hide out in the barn or get away. There could be anything that happens. Mm-hmm. Or somehow end up in Windermore herself. <laughs> Which, basically, at this point, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Be- I, uh, because we, uh, our final scene was back at Susie's house with the mage putting pins in Bob, like you were saying. <laughs> and I just couldn't get over And that. Scott as the frog. And, you know, she's like, Dirk is defeated, the boy is dead, send me to Windermore now. I was like, okay possessed much? Do we need an old priest and a young priest? Some holy water? What's happening here? Because even the mage is like, we gotta deal with your crazy wife. And she's really lost. Oh, hi Susie! How are you? <laughs> right? And I love that um, and, it, and it just seemed like he's already like super ambitious because nothing the prophecy says none about him in Earth. So Right. He's like, oh, maybe I just need to, you know, be here and take over earth because there's so many people to torture here it's like mm, maybe you need to take care of your quote-unquote apprentice because that's not working out so well just gonna throw that out there she's gone crazy and she might be the one in charge now so i guess we wait and see but i don't know what do you guys think why don't you shoot us emails you can send it to Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at sci- uh, sorry, not Sci-Fi Talk, at Fangirl Zone. I always want to put this in Sci-Fi Talk because it's so weird. <laughs> but this is just Dirk Gently. So, yes, yeah, Sean at Fangirl Zone or contact us at Fangirl Zone. Send Jess at Fangirl Zone all your fanfic because she needs something to read in this time that she's out on maternity leave. And... She will totally come back and talk to us about everything that you sent her. And if you want, we'll even put it up on the website. That's totally up to you. We will not just automatically post it up unless you want us to. We'll put the links up to your stuff. Now, Natty has been so kind to join us for these episodes and maybe here for a couple more if I can talk her into it. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and they can send you their ideas of what's happening as well. Yeah, um, you can find me at www.thenerdelement.com. Um, I live tweet the show at teeny underscore TV talk pod. Um, and you can follow our main Twitter account at the nerd element. Oh, definitely follow along. And when you're tweeting, of course, hashtag the show because yes, it, it makes a huge difference. And all of these stations are all the cable stations, regular stations, are following how many people are actually talking about the the shows. Yeah, we can get the show trending. It it usually does, I think, because it's so weird. Yeah, it usually does. And, of course, a lot of times you'll have the cast talking to you, too, so make sure you're, you know, you're hitting them on each each of the tweets and the episodes and, and the different scenes because I love it. They've talked about it. And a lot of the different shows now have people doing this. So it's amazing. 
Oh, yeah, makes me so like happy. The cast likes to live tweet. Yes. And plus, they get, like, instant feedback on stuff. Yes, and like, that's great. Talk to the writer's room as well, because a lot of times you'll get them talking to you. And now makes me wonder if they also were, were the ones who, like I said, had some of their kids involved with trying to get the pictures into reality. So... Wouldn't surprise me. This is amazing. I love this show. I'm so happy that this this came to fruition. I can't talk. Thank you, Max Landis, because <laughs> this was all a dream of his from, what did he say, Natty, when we were back in New York, like forever ago? It was when he was at camp when he was little. And then yeah. finally getting this actually on the big screen, or little screen, however you want to look at it, in the U.S., because they did do a couple episodes in the UK, this was yeah, several years paper. back. I don't know. I do love these versions of it that, that we're getting, and I'm so happy that we get this. So, I'm happy with the cast. It's great, and I did not know what to expect. Now, Dirk is not what they described in the book, but I love his casting anyway. As you know, Samuel Beckett, Bennett, <laughs> Beckett, Barnett. Oh my gosh! I think I was talking just about Quantum Leap right there. Wow. I went way back. Okay, I do like you, though. It's Dirk. I'm so sorry. I said the wrong name. I'm such an idiot. Blah, 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 blah. This is what happens. I need more caffeine. All right, guys. So (laughs) for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I am Sean Fangirl S. I am Natty Willie. Thank you so much. And until next time.